Hello, this is The Bud Triangle. Thank you for tuning in. Tonight, we bring you Mark's Dangerous Ideas. I am your host, Mark. Joining me tonight will be my co-host, Jay, and our permanent, temporary permanent guest, Chris. Stay tuned for crazy ideas, zany theories, and wacky facts. You never know what you'll find when you dive into the Bud Triangle. He just throws backwards in front of my face before I can even catch my breath. He's like, yikes. Roll these. Did you even read what I said? Takashi gets shot at. Yeah, that's fake. That's some news I saw on Who's Snapchat. Who's Takashi? You don't know Stiggy with the icky book? He, <laughs> he gets made fun of so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the icky blood. Blood. What, who is he? <laughs> he's that fucking clown rapper with rain, rainbow, rainbow hair and he's got like the tattoo 69 These on his face. These sounds are recognizable? No. I'm just making up these noises. Clit! Stick you with the picky yeah, 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 yeah. That's what his song sounds like. That's not what he sounds like. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one, Chris. That's not. <laughs> no way. Squint, squint, squint. Yeah, and he has a music video where he sits in a cop car and raps like he's trying to kill cops or something. I don't know. Scientists discover a new species of sloth living in Milford, Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> smoking unmeasurable <laughs> amounts of THC and <laughs> vaping huge clouds that are leaving smoke signals oh, and smoke stacks. Horse simulator and woodcutting simulator. <laughs> 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 you know woodcutting simulator now? Yeah, the forest. Dude. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what was this other simulator? Horse simulator. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, for when he's a fucking rustling horse thief in Kentucky. <laughs> One of those Kentucky rustlers rustling up some trouble. Alright, acting like you've never been a fan of a video game before. <laughs> Actually, that's a good topic for this podcast how video games, Ruined our in lives. my opinion, <laughs> in my opinion, were created by the military to create super soldiers. Really, <laughs> dude? I don't feel like a super soldier. Same. Or super. Yeah, okay, but those fucking losers that work at the drone bases and pilot drones, those guys are like, I was saying to Jay before, like, does anyone ever get, like, past those really super difficult extreme levels in video games? You know what I mean? The extreme levels? Yeah, like the hardest levels of any video game. Like, how many people actually achieve that? You know, not a lot. So the military goes and looks at all those guys' high scores and they're like, all right, these are the most psychopathic guys we could find. Let's fucking recruit these ones to do the school shootings. Dude, I used to be... They used to have, um, for Counter-Strike Source, they used to have, uh... School online. Shooter Edition? It was for the, the PC, so that they had online, like, stat scores. Like, so you'd sign up and keep track of your stats with certain guns. Like, how many... You're that cold, you fucking balloon. Like how many kills you'd get with certain guns, like the accuracy where the accuracy of your hit and stuff. Okay. Just watch that cup. 
And um, I was the fucking 27th ranked uh, sniper in fucking the United States. Wow. In the, in the game. That's <laughs> superhuman. That's a super soldier <laughs> right there, Mark. Not that in the top 20, on that, on that website. They probably take top five for snipers. On that website. <laughs> and so five. I wouldn't say... They don't need a lot of snipers. I wouldn't say, number, like, 27th in the United States, but on that website, I was 27th ranked for the United States. Yeah, well, you're probably shadow banned. And, like, that was, what, that was where everyone was, Dude, like, you're, fucking you're, stats. you're just shadow banned playing NPCs, bro. <laughs> I got that score just playing on easy mode practice. Playing 28 NPCs. hours a day. <laughs> Non-player characters. So why did they create? Why did the CIA create the video games? And they Dude, didn't CIA... create all the video games. Imagine all the stupid ones that are like Farm Simulator and Harvest Moon and uh, all those. <laughs> they didn't create those games. I guess not. Dude, you got your vape in here, dude. My coil is burning out. Or Mike's coil is burning oh, out. Over there. Okay. Want to grab it? I'll grab it. All right, Mark, come on. Give us some dangerous ideas. That was a stupid idea. What? Video games. Dude, what are you, a video game proponent over Mark. here, dude? You addict. Causer. <laughs> no, Chris. All right, this is a solo dolo. That's a personal? What? Yeah. All right, well, that's where the... Uh, and you took one of mine backwards? Yeah. I also smoked you up four times today. I threw in every single one. So it's not my, a smoke up. Both my backwoods. Jay, there's no such thing as personals anymore, right? We're all sharing this. Okay, that's Chris, what I thought. Uh, Alright, man. Oh, no, Chris. you know what? Give me a back. Throwing it down. You're throwing <laughs> down, okay? You mother flipper. No, give well, back. Well, I'm instilling a 30-second hold on blunt. <laughs> oh, look at what oh, you did. 30 Mark. seconds. <laughs> look at what you did. That means you get to hold it for 30 seconds. You get 30 seconds look to, hit two, did, to get two puffs. That's such a waste. What are you doing for the other 28 seconds that you're not hitting? <laughs> I literally take one hit per second. <laughs> one, hit, one hit per second? Yeah. Well, I'm rocking fucking two hits per second. Are you, are you recording right now? For, yeah. Oh, God. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bud Triangle. We're back. It's been a long month. Jay has been fucking under the covers somewhere, tangled up in some web of blankets. And Chris, he's been practicing for the new vape trotters. Yeah, that's the, the vape trotters trotting from uh, basketball courts around the world doing fucking vape tricks through the hoop. <laughs> they literally blow hoops and then and they blow, blow the ball, the ball. <laughs> through the hoop. Yes, yeah. They blow the hoop. Yep. It's, it's great. Uh. And today we have Mark's Dangerous Ideas. Today? 1.0. Yeah. Today we're going to be, you know, taking a walk down Mark Lane. Going to take a little look at me, uh, one third of this podcast. And, uh, you know, Chris and Jay, they're going to have a chance to ask me all the questions they want. Hopefully trying to trip me up and get me to say things that I didn't mean to say. All kinds of comic ensues. You know, all kinds of comedy ensues. Whatever all the good I just Mark fucking Steve said. Stuff. Who who knows? I'm I, I can't even make a whole sentence half the time. 
Just yeah. putting them in a big conundrum. Conundrums, yes. And I'm over here rolling a Backwoods. Today's podcast is sponsored by Backwoods. You can't say it's sponsored if it's not sponsored. Uh, really, Jay? Says who? The sponsorships. Okay, well, when we start getting checks from Backwoods, those Checkwoods, <laughs> then, checkwoods. then you'll be sorry, okay? Because I'm not going to let them put your name on the checks. The Checkwoods. It's going to be me and Caruso cashing those bad boys. I'm going to be genuinely asking more questions for informational purposes. Okay. Well, to see, many people don't know. I'll start this off. Um, I'm actually a nerd at heart. Even though um, now I'm just a full-blown goofball, I started my life off as somewhat of a book nerd, so I like to think that I know things. I mean, you're capable of pulling massive amounts of information out of your brain. Thank like you. specifics. Thank you. I can't do that. Can you do that? Thank no, you. but we don't know that's how much of it is true. We don't yeah, know but like, <laughs> okay, like in terms of like doctors' names and whatever. <laughs> in terms of what he's saying. <laughs> sometimes it could just I be straight that. Uh, I don't know where the doctor name came from, but. <laughs> well, I mean, like. Because I don't remember doctor names. Well, I'm just bringing up. Like, Dr. Uh, Judith Resnick. <laughs> and how, she, how she's <laughs> duping everyone, pretending to be a dead astronaut when really she's a Yale Law professor. Yeah. Oh, the, uh, Yale Law. Look them up. The, what's the mission that that was? Jay, save it for the Patreon, okay? That's where we get into the conspiracies on our Patreons. What was that mission called? Challenger. Challenger. Yeah. Yep. The Apollo 13. Uh, Michael J. Smith. Yeah, see? But we're going to save that for our Patreon podcast where me and Chris delve into conspiracies that could get us killed one day. YouTube Red. YouTube Red. That could get us killed one day. Code phrase right there. That's you, why you just read. All right. Ding, <laughs> ding, 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 folks. Ding, ding, ding. The blunt of truth is lit. Our two contestants have until the blunt goes out to ask as many questions as they'd like. And I have to write down the ones I like and answer them in whatever order I'd like. No, I don't like that. <laughs> the stupid format. Oh, you think that's a stupid format? <laughs> Can you tell that we're spitballing, audience? Can you tell that we're making this all up off the top of our heads? That is stupid. Because Jay uh, said the same thing when we talked about this in pre-post. Jay, do you have an ashtray? You said you were going to introduce no, us to something. <laughs> you haven't introduced us to anything. All right, fine. Do you believe in aliens? Of course. I'll give you 30 examples. 30 examples? How about the Rendlesham <laughs> Forest incident? Okay. Yeah, Rendlesham. No this blunt's going to take at least 20 minutes. <laughs> and then there'll be the second blunt of truth, and maybe even the third blunt of truth. I mean, how many are in a backwoods pack? <laughs> we, have, we have four left. All right, well, we can so, talk like, about So, like, you really Rendle think these aliens are, uh... Have gold-plated ships. Well, you think uh, you think aliens have invented another not not invented, but maybe discovered another element similar to gold. Dude, you want to know properties of gold? You want to know when my life changed forever? 
Okay, because you just brought up a Can great you point, pass Chris. Pass me the, your Halo. Yeah, pass ashtray. pass the ashtray, bro. Um, your Halo top ashtray. Jay's all bundled up like a like a fucking like a fucking cotton burrito over I'm here. Warm now, it's okay, dude. You're still you bundled up like a cotton burrito over there, dude. So, all right. Anyways, Chris, Chris was asking me about um, about elements. Well, guess what? When I was in tenth grade, I asked my science teacher. Mr. Whatever the fuck his name was, Mr. <coughs> something. He had one of those. He had one of those last names that was kind of like a first name, like Mr. Matthews or something like that, and you kind of just remembered him by that last name only. So, anyways, this guy I asked him. I said, "Hey, Mr. You know, whatever. Uh, is the periodic table of elements a complete periodic table?" And he said, "No, it's incomplete. Scientists find elements every now and then, and they're you know they're discovered all the time." Yeah. And, uh, you know, so when you ask me if I think aliens have exotic materials <laughs> made out of, you know, elements that we have not discovered, I think that's extremely likely. Not just possible, but likely. I mean, let's just talk about gold. I mean, why would human beings who have no technological advancements whatsoever even care about gold other than the fact that it's shiny. I mean, people we're told to care about it. I mean, yeah, but why are we told to care about it? Like, let's think, let's think paleolithically. Like if you're in a tribe of people and all you know is hunting and gathering and you find some shiny gold, like other than showing it off, what, what value does it have? Cause there's not enough of it to like make a whole economy with it. Well, I you mean, probably can't. Right. Well, like, I mean, you probably can't find at it. At first, at least, you, find a lot of you it couldn't find first. a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, you probably wouldn't find enough to make, like, coins out of it. But and that's what if... made it special to keep, yeah. at least, in terms of, well, like... that's a... what you think. But I, I kind of have learned over my years of research that gold has been emphasized on this planet by us humans for very suspicious and, I would even say, sinister reasons. Mm. Yeah, I could, I could agree with that. What I mean by that is is simply the human race was created to mine gold for the Anunnaki. <laughs> right, we've I've, I've talked with you about we've this. We've talked before. about this. And you know, I think we can we can You have to preface this whole so thing. We can preface this by talking about how weird gold is. First of all, gold is the most strong strong material cuz it's the most malleable and it holds its um, that mean? It holds its sure. ionic structure even when it's really thin, so it's hard to like. It's very indestructible even in like uh, small quantities. Mm. It's very like useful for reflecting heat, reflecting radioactivity, and Is different radio frequencies that you would hit in space, like gamma so, rays and whatnot. Right, it's so conductive, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it's very conductive. It's like. Like like gold superconductors yeah, are are like very expensive. You have, you have gold plated. You probably have a gold plated uh, jacks. Yeah, they iPhones the, have gold in their circuit. They said the top boards. of the the top of the pyramid, the cap of it was solid gold. Yeah, yeah dude. Most most mm -hmm. of their like our electronics are gold plated because it just conducts way better. But on the on the the space note, um, I don't really know too much about the Hubble. Telescope, but I know that it could see galaxies mm. far away because it has gold on it. Does it do? But like, I for some reason I'm under the assumption that we can 
determine uh, like matter that we know of in these faraway galaxies. Like you know, if it has like carbon in it. Oh, like, we have stuff the, like, that. like the ability to see that with the telescope now. I was under. I'm under the assumption because we can see planets. You know how we well, can I search think for can, planets. Yeah, I think they can make assumptions about what elements are where based on environmental factors that they can observe. But do you, do you think that they encounter planets where the machines like there's no there's no entry data for this? this composition we have no entry data for this composition like it's not any element that we know of but we yeah. can't figure out what it is because it's so far away yeah i don't know i mean that's a good question i think a good question to ask our listeners would be like why is gold so valuable like people just kind of take that as a given like you're born thinking about gold as like this thing that kings have in stories and like dragons guard and all this stuff about like gold being kind of mythical at this point it's ingrained in the in our human society at but, least since like you know forever almost it forever. Feels like yeah the whole human huh. the whole human like all the way down to the sumerians probably were worshiping gold Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it is resistant to most acids. It's used in all different things. It dissolves in mercury, forming an amalgam alloy. And what does that mean, Mark? An amalgam (laughs) alloy? That's an amalgam, which is a combination of two metals creating an alloy, which is a combination of metals. An amalgam alloy is probably a type of alloy. Do you think that there's a like a certain genus of uh, like below Homo sapiens? That's, you know, the anthropologists can look at a cer- up to a certain genus of where we actually started using Being gold. What we are now using gold as like a uh, jewelry sort of cosmetic. How would they? How would they figure that out? Thanks. I guess you. Could, there'd be people who excavate uh, bodies with gold, like the first person. Yeah, maybe they find like the a oldest ge- gold on a man, like a genus a of human. like man. Yeah, he's got gold on him. Well, it says that gold has been used as a precious metal, even though it's a relatively rare element, for thousands of years throughout recorded history. So as long as we've had records, we've had gold. And we abandoned the gold standard as our world currency standard after 1971. And it was only adopted for 41 years, from 1930 to 1971. The gold standard. Yep, and now we have a fiat currency, which is just debt-based. Debt-based. And fuck debt, dude. We're over here in Conman, Connecticut, right, getting shot up the in debt. the taxes yeah. and tolls, What's, dude. Who's the Anunnaki and why did do we you hear about... Uh, <clears throat> did you, uh, we're not going to talk politics here. What, in this debtocracy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, go, we'll get back to that politics. in a separate episode. That's but this episode, episode, we need to get back on track. Who's the Anunnaki How about and this, why are dude? we mining gold for that did you know that? Did you know that gold salts... Gold salts are used in medicine as anti-inflammatories. 
yeah. And they got the gold flakes and that fucking alcohol. They also have bottoms uh, up. Gold leafing and tooth restoration. You can get a gold to- oh, gold wow. tooth for in, you know. You get a gold grill. Yeah. All right. Ooh, enough. Or question marks. You could be like Takashi Six Nine with that gold grill. Answer the question, Mark. What's the question? <laughs> Who's the Anunnaki? Why are we mining gold for them? The Anunnaki are said to come from the planet Nibiru. The planet Nibiru was spotted first you by the Sumerians. Plato talked about Atlantis along with many other scholars during his time. Atlantis has been written about. There's evidence for it nowadays. Okay. We see... Relief carvings, giant men wearing strange outfits with technological seeming devices on their wrists and on their belts. We have evidence of monolithic structures that are so complex that they couldn't have been built by the cultures that were recording history around the time that those were more modern. (laughs) And I would also say that the Anunnaki are the Prometheans that gave the ancient cultures that we can hearken back to through stories. They gave them fire, which created the civilization that we have a trace back to. But who knows, man? You don't think there could have been multiple societies, multiple eons of people on this planet. You don't buy that, uh, that, like... That God created the earth? Like, that, like, thunder, like, struck the ground and created a fire, and, like, the monkey people were like... <laughs> well, there is... <laughs> well, even though that's a great monkey impression, and there is a lot of evidence showing that monkeys in certain African countries, uh, not monkeys, apes, chimpanzees, can use fire to their advantage. Like, they'll walk over and grab a stick that's on fire and then, really? use, and then use it. So I like, haven't seen that. Yeah, they'll that use footage. it to scare other animals with the, the fire, so they'll use it to, like, catch animals and kill them. Or they'll also use it to, like, um... Wow. Like, burn certain things. So they things. really are in the Stone Age now. Because, like, they... It's already been reported that the... Alright, hold on, hold on. ...are starting to enter the Stone Age. Stone Age, Bronze Age, Silver Age, Gold Age, dude? Sounds a little Olympian to me. You know why? Because the Greeks invented that whole idea of a Bronze Age and all that. I don't think that's really a credible scientific thing anymore. Stone Age. The Stone Age. Well, they're calling some... uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't like those measurements. I don't think we have enough evidence of the past to really say that the Stone Age was a particular way and look at chimps and say, oh, they're Stone Age now. Like, how do we even know we were ever a Stone Age? I'm not saying we were chimps. I'm just saying that chimps as a race <coughs> or, you know, species, are, have, they're, we know that they're mammals and they're intelligent enough to where they are starting to use tools and fire. Yeah. Eventually, that's not going to become a Planet of the Apes scenario. Yeah, but how do we know be... they haven't been doing that for a long time? Like, just because we started researching chimps 50 years ago doesn't mean that they weren't doing all this stuff 200, 300 years ago. You know, people just weren't paying attention to it 400 years ago, what chimps were doing. True. You know? So, like, just because we're 
we have like we I'm saying our perspective on chimps is like kind of limited and it's also we only we have a limited perspective fire recently no I mean you're saying that they're evolving to use these tools I'm saying what if they've just always used them how do we know that they never not use them but is this a dangerous idea I think it is because a lot of people don't want I mean, you to we've know. Been studying chimps for people don't want you to question the history of at human least beings. Since the 70s, we've been studying chimps. Probably it's only 50 years. Yeah. yeah, but I'm probably 100 years tops. Years that we've been watching. 100 years tops. The, the fact that we haven't spotted them even using fire. Yeah, but how recently. do you? Well, that's the thing, though, is you can't even say that because you know the world was much murkier back in the day. Like now, we have fucking. Hundreds of people with cameras going around different countries looking at wildlife. In the 60s, there's probably a hundred people, you know, tops doing that kind of research. Now Maybe. there's now there's thousands of people. So I'm just saying that the amount of researchers, the amount of exposure that nature is getting is much larger. So we kind of have like a, a biased perspective on things like... Oh, everything's evolving around us. It's like, no, maybe we're just evolving to notice these things that have been going on longer than we just were aware of. You know, It's possible, but... But that I goes mean, back to the Stone be, Age thing. There could be more researchers, though. But we, we look back at like things that we find in the ground, and we're like, oh, this is a Stone Age thing, and then we date it and stuff. It's like, all right, but we were not there, so really, like, it's still an assumption. So when you say, like, oh, well, they're in the Stone Age now, it's like I feel like that term is just not really all that useful it doesn't really help which it's makes things more confusing more, it's, a, it's just a title for us humans to like classify to make things more confusing dude. classify because if we had well here's my point though here's my real point is like if if we had <clears throat> a stonehenge and the pyramids around the same time we had people bonking each other over the head with clubs like is it really stone age like those Megalithic structures are pretty complex. There's a lot of mathematics right, that went into that. Saying. So, it's like, how do we like? Even though they, they were, they weren't in their Stone Age. That wasn't the Stone Age when they were building those. Yeah, that's what they say. No, no, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Look at the timelines. They say that human beings around that time were supposed to be like Neanderthals and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, officially, if you study history and archaeology. Civilization didn't start until Mesopotamia. And then after we found uh, these things called the uh, Hammurabi Code and the, um, the Emerald Tablets mm -hmm. that Zachariah Sitchin looked into and talked about Anunnaki in the first place, um, that we found that that was the oldest culture. But now we found Globeki Tepe, and then you see like the Mesoamerican pyramids, and then you see like the Bimini Road that's in in the Gulf of, uh, you know, Mexico, mm -hmm. and you see that there's all these structures that are past the date predating Sumeria. So everything per, per Sumeria was considered hunter gatherer, proto human, right. pre civilization. But so were all these as, megalithic as, structures. Right, that's as far back as we've gone to Sumeria, yeah. right? So in we have well, what what's happening is there's a scientific bias, there's an archaeological bias that wants people to not even look at that time in history as a time when humans were advanced, because that would mean that 
you know, these scientists are not, you know, powerful or something. No, I th- dude. Yeah, dude. You can't, well, like, there's got to be a better reason than that. No, that's a dumb reason. I copped out at the end there, but here's what, what really, here's a more complicated reason. So, the origin of man is uh, from people that uh, don't resemble white people at all, dude. And there's a certain amount of racism and bloodlines that these rich and powerful people who fund scientific archaeological trips to go find mystical stuff. Like, everybody thinks that scientists just go out and do this stuff for the sake of science. Yeah, maybe nowadays there's hundreds of people who are like that. But back in the day... You didn't even get funding to do that kind of stuff unless someone like a king or a queen was interested in what you had to do. Like, so the king and the queen or whoever had the money would be like, yes, we heard stories of a crystal ball in this ancient tomb and we need you, young stone worker, to go dig and find it so we can have the power to see our enemies and their fate. And then you would go and you'd get that shit and then a demon would, or a pharaoh mummy would like cast a curse on you and then you would bring bad luck back to Napoleon and then Napoleon lost, dude. And that's probably a true story because Napoleon shot the Sphinx's nose off and then his whole country became like the first country to revolt, right? Napoleon was post or pre-revolution, French Revolution, right? He wasn't. After the French Revolution, yeah, he was he was like eighteen. He was pre-French Revolution. 1700s. Either way, so my point is, the funders of all these expeditions to kind of create the basis of our knowledge of archaeology, <coughs> it started off biased. It started off with people who had an agenda to control the narrative, and own people's minds and enslave them and if we all knew that we're gods and we came from gods and that we have the same potential to fly through space and move huge stones and create beautiful amazing pyramids and all the amazing technology that they made then we can't be controlled if we know all that stuff so they want to keep us weak-minded they want to keep us weak boned and fucking feed us poison and and fucking sterilize okay, us but, all right, well. and and that's but they starts with the mind it starts with the education yeah, okay, but like what, so, so what what's we, the alternative we get? Well, what we, we have is archaeologists to look for. No, well, there's already plenty like, of good archaeologists they, out there, but they just get discredited by the mainstream publishers. So you have, you know, now you have. Right, but they're not finding like secret technology. Dude, yes, they are. Have you ever heard of the Antikythera device? I don't know. So the Antikythera device is. Uh, a device that they found in the middle of the Mediterranean Ocean, uh-huh. and it's made of like technology that like we have never seen before. It basically calculates the position of the constellations so you can navigate a ship. It's spelled A N T I K Y T H E R A device, Antikythera device for anybody who wants to search that and not only that but we've also found in siberia uh, a gear and a metal alloy that is so advanced that we couldn't even make it these days so and that was in some peasant farmer guy's backyard and he didn't know what it was it was in one of his coals actually now that i think about it yeah he was burning a fire 
and it, he found it in the coal and he gave it over to the government who analyzed it because as much of the propaganda that we get Russia's not really that bad of a place they're anti-secret society and the Bolshevik revolution and the Tolstoy you know all those guys they were just anti-Illuminati anti-fucking Mm-hmm. Bankers, anti-central bankers who yeah. want it, who want to run yeah, the world, more or less, yeah. and that's why Russia came to the defense of the C- South in the Civil War, because um, the Civil War was basically the bankers in the North trying to control the whole country. When the people in the South they wanted to have their own power within their own states instead of having one centralized bank between all states. And now a lot of people will tell you, oh, we all have the same dollar bills because it makes things easier. But back in the day, you know, people didn't have to use money the way we use money today. So it worked better for them then. But, you know, that's a whole different topic. Anyways, so, yeah, there's a there's a really uh, lucrative investment you make when you try to control the narrative of people's history because... When you can control people's backstory, you control what motivates them. You control what inspires them, you know? And think about the story they try to tell you in the Bible, dude. It's like, oh, there was a garden. We all were born in this beautiful garden, and then we all lied. And then we got cast into this hellish world that we live in. And now you have to forgive yourself, and and you have to, like, ask for forgiveness from this God and, like, you know, it just puts you in this place of, like, secondary. And, like, God is the primary and you're the secondary. And really, the old old religions had it where you were the primary. You were the God. And, uh, and as gods, we were powerful. And we were able to use our full human potential. Like what old religion? What old religions? Yeah. Well, Jay... There's many. Mithraism, the Zoroastrianism, uh, ancient Hinduism, Jainism still has some, Buddhism, Taoism, Taoism, uh, let's see, shamanism, paganism. It's a lot. And those are all just ones that we have still around today. There's even older ones that have been forgotten. Yes, Chris? This is... This get, so it's like a, this is the gear you're actually talking about. Anti-Kythera like, device, yeah. Yeah, it's like a mechanism. They call it the Anti-Kythera mechanism. Yep. But this par- this paragraph basically sums it up. It says, uh, detailed imaging of the mechanism suggests that it had 37 gear wheels enabling it to follow the movements of the moon and the sun through the zodiac to predict, predict eclipses and even to model the irregular orbit of the moon where the moon's velocity is higher in its perigree than its apogee. Boom. Does that sound like some shit that the Greeks created? These drunk motherfuckers drinking wine? Yeah, dude. Dude, or the Romans? Me, dude, I'm Greek, so like, I'm like... Banging oh, yeah, each man. other in the butts? Does that mean I'm like a uh, sort of alien? No, dude. That just means that the anti-Kythera device is the leftover device from an older culture. The same culture that so? created the pyramids, Stonehenge... The Bimini Road, the <coughs> Becky Tepe. Why don't you think? Well, the Greeks had even the Parthenon. Possession of it. Even, so. even the Parthenon wasn't created by the Greeks, and there's in all most of these cultures they say, yeah, we didn't create that; the gods did. And then you know, two, 
thousand years later, everybody wants to pretend like all of a sudden that's a metaphor, and it never was. It just never was. And that's the whole lie that they're trying to sell us, is that we're not gods, we're not powerful, we need to, you know, we owe some imaginary thing, uh, you know, all these virtues. Then it's like, no, we can be virtuous and we can be good for our own sake. And that's what being good is really good for. Not so you can save your own ass and make it to some fucking sweet paradise after it's all over. That's the kind of sick shit that makes people greedy. That's the kind of thinking that makes people lust. That's the kind of if the thinking Greeks, that makes people gluttonous. If the Greeks had this mechanism, why couldn't they learn? The Greeks didn't have it. They just found it near where the Greeks supposedly lived. There's no evidence that they ever used it. It's just... Okay. It just comes from... Like, think about it. The Greeks talked about all these gods coming around and hanging out on this mountain, right? Yep. Uh, what do you think mountains are good for? Space... Spaceports? It's the closest place to the... Uh, you know, the highest part of the <laughs> atmosphere. It's the highest part Wait of the Earth. Wait a second. Spaceports? <laughs> I mean, we can think about it all we want, but it, that doesn't sports. mean that's how it is. It does because we have no, we doesn't. even have legends of of stories of of beings in flying machines and coming out of these machines and talking to us. And it's like you can look at all these myths and you can say, "Oh yeah, those are just metaphors." Aren't there hieroglyphics? But with, that would be kind of naive. Yeah, with UFOs. Yeah. Yeah, but it would be naive to think that these were all metaphors. First of all, yeah, but like, we're talking about. I think the, who, the Greeks could have built the Parthenon. Why couldn't they have? Bro, just like the pyramids. I just looked at a picture of it. It doesn't look that fucking crazy. Have you been there? No, I haven't. It's huge. Those those pillars are literally gigantic. Yeah? Huge. I mean, all right. I don't know, <laughs> How man. big are they? Like, the, I don't right, know. I looked at it. It looks pretty Have you seen the pillers at the like, courthouse? It doesn't look as big as the pyramids, Have you seen the, pir the pillars of the courthouse downtown? Um, Milford? No. Raven? Yeah. Oops. <laughs> it's okay. Gunwave in New Haven. Shout out to all my homies. Whatever. I didn't mean to. Well, Chris, to just, Chris, just no, imagine. New Haven? Chris, just imagine <laughs> three times larger, probably. And that's an estimate. That's big. But it's big. <laughs> and there's a lot of megalithic structures. But like I was saying, dude. There's a lot of stories about these things happening, and why would, you know, it's just not me a metaphor. And here's another piece of evidence. So, the bicameral mind, right? Yeah. We have two left and right brain, right? So, over the past so a hundred years, our diets have changed a lot, which has led our glands to shrink and our physical anatomy to change. So, imagine... If our third eye, this gland that in other animals helps them see higher frequencies of color and light, right? Mm -hmm. What if in us, a large mammal, when this gland is fully healthy and on a natural human diet with fresh DMT in the fucking food that... No, because plants have DMT in them. Yeah. And if you, if you have a, a good diet and your glands yeah. are healthy... What if you can see the fourth dimension? We're only third dimensional creatures. We dream in the fourth dimension. What if ancient people, they were just seeing fourth dimensional things? 
So what's happening is, and this is a very, very esoteric theory, okay? I haven't even spoken of this ever. Okay. So this is something that we think about scientifically. Ice is a solid. The air we're breathing is the same thing, but a gas. And we can drink water, right? It's not the same thing. Okay, H2O. You breathe it in, it's vapor, it's in your little vapor This air is not H2O. It wouldn't turn into water. Okay, I get that. Most of it's nitrogen. Okay, either way, you get that there's three states of matter, right? Yeah. Okay, so, think about this on an extrapolated level, a spiritual level, okay? Okay. The whole universe is solidifying into the third dimension, okay? We used to be in a fifth dimensional gaseous state. We dream in the fourth dimension when we go into our liquid brains because we're 75, 70% water. Okay, your brain is literally sitting in a tank. Okay. And it dreams in a fourth dimensional liquid state, you said? Yep. And you're in the third dimensional the solid liquid. state right now. And your spirit is fifth dimensional gas, gaseous state. Okay. Just like water, ice. Steam. Alright, I see what you're saying. Right? Yeah. So, just like you can exist in those three forms, and you do simultaneously, the whole world around you has slowly been getting cooler and solidifying. And this is where the Big Bang Theory has its roots. Because there's stories in the Norse religion, there's stories in the Aryan religion, which don't get me wrong here. This is not Nazi stuff. The Aryans were the pre-culture of the Indus Valley, okay? They used to live where modern-day India is, okay? They influenced more than just Hindu culture. They influenced a couple different cultures in that area. Zoroastrianism was one that existed in Persia. Zoroastrianism, yeah. So... Novus. So... You know, there's stories of these sort of, like, events in their their myths, right? Of, like, in Norse religion, they call it, like, this, this, like, fermentation where, like, the gas kind of bubbled over and boiled and created the land and all this stuff. But it's like, you know, they have these kind of weird things in their myths. Science. Almost sounding science. Like, if we go back and look at these myths... With scientific mind, knowing what we know about the way the elements work and the physics work. Because, like, as much as science and scientists can lead us astray, mm-hmm. like, we do know things about the universe. Atoms, you know, our concepts help us understand the world. And another, you know, it's kind of like a mind experiment, a mind, uh, a mind, uh, mind what? Not a mind game. Yeah, there we go. A mind exercise to be able to take something on the micro level and think about extrapolating it, extrapolating it to a macro level, right? So Mm -hmm. we have we have the ability to look through a microscope and see a brain cell. We also have the ability to look through a telescope, and I'm sure you guys have seen these memes on uh, on the internet. Where they show you a brain cell, and then like the biggest picture of the universe we can take, 
with the biggest camera we have yeah, like, and yeah. how it looks exactly the same. And then there's like other examples of how like the inside of your lungs look like the way trees grow mm-hmm. or how like, you know, all these different right. examples of that kind of stuff. But you can do that with ideas and thoughts and scientific concepts too because if physics works on a small level one way, then we can extrapolate and say, well, that's how physics must work on a large scale, right? We can just scale it up. And that, it doesn't work for everything, but it works for a lot of things. And that's actually one of the great laws, the first law that was written by the three initiates in the Hermetic Tablets, the Hermetic Truths. Now, these they able to just pull are esoteric... Out? <laughs> Codes. Can't okay? do that shit. The esoteric codes. Okay, and as <laughs> as above, so below, is the first rule on that code, that that tablet, and all that is is just a scientific parable. You know, it's science in an ancient religion, and that's what my whole point is: is science, religion, they're all the same thing. They're all we're trying to understand the universe around us using concepts that we can share and use to grow our own knowledge by exchanging ideas, right? Because we're all on this mental network and there's kind of like an unlocking that happens when you start to use your intuition and trust your intuition. Because, you know, my spiritual belief is that if your heart is in the right place and you actually want to help other people and you want to help the world and you want to help yourself then the universe will start to allow you to find the information that's useful for you and will help you on that because it's a it's a life positive universe that we live in life wants other life to flourish for the sake of letting other life flourish right you see that in nature all the time things sacrifice themselves for the good of other things all the time and we call it death but really all things are recycled mm-hmm. you know and, you know, uh, thousands of creatures die for the good of, you know, everything else, right? But uh, basically, the whole point that we're trying to get to is that we can understand the world around us by going within, trusting ourselves, and unlocking that feeling, that key that key unlocking different chambers of your brain that were already there storing that information it was already in there you just need to unlock it and that's in your dna and that goes into the 12 strand dna theory human (laughs) human beings have two strands of dna right but Uh the theory is that a complete total spiritual being with all its chakras and glands healthy and like complete total human potential would have 12 strands of DNA. And we, being genetic experiments of the Anunnaki, born here to be workers for them, we got cut a bad deal, and we were only given two strands. They were going to give us one strand, but the good aliens amongst the Anunnaki. Because just like there's bad humans and there's good humans, there's bad Anunnaki and good Anunnaki. So the good Anunnaki amongst them wanted us to have a chance to be conscious because if we had only one strain of DNA it would be like a circuit that doesn't have two sides right you just run electricity through it and eventually it just burns out 
but they gave us that second strand so we could have a full circuit and have the ability for consciousness, you know? Are there things with multiple strands of DNA? I think science has actually discovered things with more than two strands of DNA. Yeah, we can look that up, though. Uh, on that note, we should run another blunt, and you should tell us why <laughs> they need us to mine gold. What did they use it for? Can we uh, go to a, a commercial music break and we'll roll up a blunt? I could edit in whatever some, you want. Yeah, let's edit in some music and keep this shit going, dude. Let's just play music right now while we're rolling the blunt. I'll do it. Is this uh no, Can no, you no, Google? No, it can't can you, work like that. No, no, no. Can we get a guy? Can we get a? We need another laptop in here so we could just have Google open all the time so we could fact check ourselves. Yeah, but we can edit in whatever. I can't. We can't. We shouldn't play music now on the mics. That would just be weird. It worked last time. Yeah, it worked last time. <laughs> oh my legs! How long have we been recording? Fifty-two minutes, not bad. Don't play music. This is uh, the end of part one. We'll be back with the beginning of part two. All right, and here on the Bud Triangle, we have a voicemail from a fan caller. We're going to go ahead and play that right now. Hi, my name's Ernie, and I'm here with my brother Quentin. Hey. And, you know, I love listening to the Bud Triangle when I'm shaving my dad's neck. But, you know, sometimes when I get too involved, he's like, hey, boy. Better keep shaving that neck, boy. <laughs> oh, shit. That's why I listen to the butt trying with my brother here, because we're trying to forget about all the time we got to shave our father's back. But I got to say, you know, the Bud Triangle is a really cool po podcast. Uh, we listen to it when we're driving around in our truck uh, looking for streetwalkers to invite into our truck. Ooh-wee! You know, but thank you uh, for putting on such a cool podcast. Oh, streetwalkers. Thank you for putting on a cool podcast, and uh, thank you for uh, to Philadelphia Pete for selling us all this really good weed. And that's that. Oh my God, Quentin, Ernie, what are you thinking? It sounds like Philadelphia Pete's got that heat, dude. Oh my God, he's got that heat. <laughs> they're smoking some good bud if they're out there shaving their dad's neck. I know I'd have to be pretty high to shave my dad's neck. <laughs> Well, I hope the Bud Triangle does you boys well out there. I don't, they didn't say where they're from, but if Philadelphia Pete's at Reach, then they must be somewhere near Pennsylvania. Thanks for the comments. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, hey, if uh, any of you other fans have any uh, calls that you'd like to call in, the number is 203-605-6078. Give us a call on that number and uh, <laughs> leave a voicemail. And our email is thebudtriangle at gmail.com. Where can we find the evidence? Anunnaki, show your presence, yes. <laughs> that would be a good song. Anunnaki, Anunnaki, Anunnaki. I come knocking, I come knocking, I come knocking. <laughs> That's a weird one. <laughs> Anunnaki, Anunnaki, Anunnaki. I don't know if I like that one. Okay. Sorry, Mark. Why? Because it sounds too Christian? Yeah. Sounds like a Christian Bible. Yep. Bible camp theater hour. That's why. St. Paul. 
dude. Mark's dangerous ideas. Yeah, Mark's dangerous ideas. Here's one. St. Paul was a liar, dude. That guy told everybody he wrote the Bible because God told them all about these fucking... You know what? And then people shit on the Mormon religion because the guy did the same... John Smith did the same thing. Except he said he found golden tablets from the Native Americans that had some kind of secrets on them. But he couldn't tell anybody the secrets. And then there was this ghost that would come and talk to him. He couldn't tell it, show anybody the ghost because the ghost was a not allowed to be seen by anybody else otherwise he would disappear like that's a convenient fucking superpower for anyone who's trying to conceal you know the grand cult leader of uh religion oh yeah let's just uh give him the power of uh disappearing anyone anytime anyone sees him but me it's a great imaginary friend fucking power right there yeah it's a good power And you know what? The Mormon Church will probably sue us and take us off podcast for this, the podcast sphere, so we should probably edit that out. The Church of Latter-day Saints. Mark's Dangerous Ideas. Mark's Dangerous Ideas. Jim Carrey. Kind of cool guy. Maybe. Maybe not. What do you think? Jim Carrey. You've been acting really weird lately, guy. Why don't you release a documentary and let everybody know what's up? Because you have a lot of cool ideas, and everybody's making you out to be some kind of kook. All right? Some kind of new age woo-woo. But you're not. You're a genius. You're smart. You're funny. You're one of the funniest comedians. You have some of the best-selling movies in history, especially comedy movies. You and Eddie Murphy are, like, up there for the fucking top spot, baby. So, Jim Carrey, if you ever listen to this, and I hope this... If anyone's listening to this and they know how to reach Jim Carrey with this, I want you to send this to Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, if you hear me, Jim Carrey, okay, you are the world's next Buddha, okay? All you need to do is go... That's a dangerous idea. That's a dangerous idea. This has been Dangerous Ideas with Mark. (laughs) Come on down. Come on down to the saloon. No, that's a dangerous idea. Check your guns at the door because we're shooting Dangerous Ideas in this saloon. Give me a different dangerous idea. I didn't like that one. Dangerous idea. Okay, well. De Beer. De Beer. You know who De Beers is? De Beer. De Beers. Hey, De Beers, I'm calling you out. You invented this fucking... You mean the football team that won the Super Bowl in 1986? Not De Beers, bro. De Beers. De Beers Mining Corporation. They probably are so slick they changed their name by now so nobody would catch on. But here's what I'm going to let everybody know. If you haven't heard yet, and you probably have because you're woke as fuck listening to this podcast, but De Beers is a diamond company that has a monopoly on all the diamond mines in the world not only that but they invented the whole idea of getting engaged and giving engagement rings this wasn't even a thing people didn't even give rings to each other when they got married until this fucking stupid company created the first ad campaign and now people spend tens of thousands of dollars just to get married okay you can't put a price on love ladies and gentlemen so i want a big round of applause Applause. 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 No pausing, just pausing, okay? Round of applause for the one and only ladies and gentlemen out there who've gotten married and refused to buy each other wedding bands because that shit is stupid. A wedding band? I think that's just a ring. That's cool. But you don't need to put a diamond on it. Okay? And this has been a dangerous idea. I think you got to uh, preach to women about that because men... 
Probably don't care. <laughs> oh, really, dude? You know how many men have fucking... Could have put, like, $30,000 down on a house, but instead they put 15000 just so they can buy an engagement ring? Yeah, Chris. That could I screw you over. I think there's a lot over. of men who are like, ah, I could care less. And I don't know drink. anything about anything when it comes to financials, so that could have sounded really stupid to someone who's bought a house <laughs> in an engagement ring, and I know neither of us have ever done that. <clears throat> Renters, <clears throat> single. Me, of course. Um, I still live with my parents. But anyways. Yeah, Chris. I think men care just as much because men are usually the ones footing the bill for the ring. Women are the one who, yeah, you need to get them to know about it because otherwise they're just going to get mad and well, think I'm you're saying, a bum. Like, if women didn't care, men ain't going to be no problem. All right. All right. That's been a dangerous idea. Back to the main dangerous idea. If my purpose in life is to mine <laughs> gold, why am I not mining gold right now? <laughs> well, let's see, Jay. Let's see, Jay. Do you have to get a paycheck to survive? Do you have to pay money to survive? Do you have to go to the grocery store and use money to buy food that helps you survive? Do you have to spend money to buy heat that helps you survive? Do you have yes. to spend money to put gas in your car? Okay? Yeah. You know what happens with all that money? It gets funneled up to the top, and then those people use that money to buy gold and hide it in Fort Knox and the World Trade Center and every other fucking place has been false flag attack, dude. Because they're just walking around stealing gold. That's why they took money off the gold standard so they could just hoard it all. And now when the Anunnaki come back, keyword come back because they're on an elliptical orbit that's different than any planet that we know. So it has an odd oblong orbit. So it comes around every 13,000 years, allegedly. And they're holding all the gold. Maybe they already came in the dead of night because Fort Knox allegedly is empty. Yeah. And the World Trade Center had a lot of gold in it, and that's all gone. Nazi gold, okay? Yeah. And that's why the Nazis were looking for gold. The Chinese, who are obsessed with dragons, dragons, a.k.a. ancient UFOs, uh, love gold. Every hit story about dragons is about gold. Dragons are also scaly creatures who breathe fire and fly. Okay? It's only been 200 years that we've made them look the way they look in Shrek and all these cartoons. Okay? But before that, it was just big, shiny scales like a lizard. Okay? That could easily be metal. Right? This is all ancient alien shit. You could look this up. You could watch ancient aliens and figure out what I'm talking about. But anyways... My point is, gold is hoarded by every country, dude. Whether or not, you know, and, you know, there are bases that are big enough to support an alien spaceship, probably. So they could have just had them come over to Area 51 and pick up the gold and say, all right, thanks. We'll see you in 13,000 years. Don't worry about us. We're going to just enslave these humans. Well, wouldn't we shoot the planet, though? I don't know. I mean, it could be. Uh, some kind of like physical anomaly watch, where it's I've been too, watching Star Trek recently. Maybe it's just dark or something. I've been watching Star Trek recently and uh, the Enterprise encountered a planet in which the whole planet was in a cloaking device. Okay, see, that's possible. Wow. Also, you know, think about this. 
And I know this isn't anything new, so don't act like I'm the fucking messiah because a thousand people have said this. All right. I don't think oh. me and Chris are acting like oh, that my. at all. <laughs> I'm not talking Let about me you. Bow to you <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna talk. I'm not. Hey, listen. You're about to have your mind blown. Okay, so calm down. Yeah, because me and Chris are totally acting like that. Roswell, 1949, <laughs> uh-huh. the evolution of modern technology post 1949. Rapid, not rapid. I'll let you answer that one. Mike drop. 1949 was Roswell. 1947, 1949, somewhere around there. Ever since Roswell, the technology that we've had on this planet has evolved times, times, and times what is again. That? We don't know what that is. I know what Roswell, Roswell is. I don't know what that is. You don't know what Roswell is, dude? No. Oh my god. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat. This is Mark's story time. We're going to talk about Roswell. Mark's deepest we'll f- ideas. Chris, you want to help me out with this one? I can give you the short and sweet. Version. Yeah, we don't need the long and Well, Chris, uh, I want you long and bitter. I want <laughs> I want Mark. I want Chris <laughs> and I oh, oh. All right. All right, Patrick, chill out. Um He never sounded like that. Who sounded like that from SpongeBob? Not Patrick. Just one of the random... Uh, <laughs> side cast. All right. It was probably that one episode with the server guy. He was like, Ha ha ha, Ready, Chris? Yeah. In, in mid-1947, a United States Army Air Force balloon crashed at a ranch near Roswell, New Mexico. Following wide initial interests mm-hmm. in the crashed flying disc, the U.S. military stated that it was merely a conventional weather balloon. Interest subsequently waned until the 1970s when ufologists began promoting a variety of increasingly elaborate conspiracy theories claiming that one or more alien spacecraft had crashed landed and that extraterrestrial occupants had been recovered by the military, which then engaged in a cover-up. That's what Wikipedia what says, year? a.k.a. anti-Wokipedia. 1947. 1947, wow, a bunch of people crashed. So, Chris, can you tell, since Wikipedia had that trash answer, can you tell us what really happened at Roswell? There was an unidentified flying object that crashed in the um, military fucking, like, quarantined the area and, like, let nobody see it. And they, they recovered two alien bodies, one dead, one half alive. They resuscitated this creature. They named it EBE, extraterrestrial biological entity, and they had him alive for a couple months. They communi- <laughs> they communicated with him. They took pictures of him. They figured out that he had a immune system and a respiratory system and uh, a circulatory system that wasn't uh, couldn't adapt to this environment. So he was doomed. Right, and he just wanted to go back, but they didn't have the technology to fix his thing. So, basically, the whole movie E.T. is based on E.B.E., who actually existed, and that was there's pictures of him online if you do the research. You want to find a picture of him? Look it up. Let's look it up. E.B.E. Type it in. E. Dot B. Dot e. That's what the movie E.T.'s based on. And it's funny because... It it's an X-Files episode. Yeah, okay. Alright. That's, that's disinformation, bro. See, there's right. something called controlled, <laughs> controlled opposition, okay? Alright. <laughs> okay. 
Right, you're not in the right conspiracy sources, okay? Let me just let me just look it up. X-Files. Season 1, episode 17. There you go. <laughs> what do you think X-Files Scully got from, bro? Scully and race to find a ship they suspect contains an extraterrestrial before the government can destroy it. Yeah, wow. they, where do you think they got it, dude? Wow, this is getting sketch. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. National Archives. National Archives. Archives.gov. If you don't know what .gov means, it means it's a government website. The United States Air Force retired to the custody of the National Archives its records on Project Blue Book relating to the investigation of ident- unidentified flying objects, aka identified flying objects. Uh, just like that un- unidentified fart object I launched in your way. <laughs> Oh man. Okay, declassified. No, that was identified immediately. <laughs> declassified and the records are available for examination in our research room. Yeah, right. Probably a load of yeah, shit. Yeah, right. Probably a load of fucking blackouts. <laughs> yeah, bro. This episode is inspired by the movie All the President's Men. EBE was the first mythology-centered episode. Interesting. What is this movie? It's a 1976 movie about the Watergate scandal. What? Can we stay on topic, boys? (laughs) Okay, I think we were talking about The Grateful Dead and how they're the best band ever to play. (laughs) It's got Dustin Hoffman in it. You know what? (laughs) If one more person asks me if I like the Grateful Dead and then says I look like a Grateful Dead type of person, I'm going to fucking throw a cappuccino at them. You look like a Grateful Dead type of person. No, I don't. I don't think so. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Jay. You guys know me. We're good friends. Grateful Dead. uh, Mark once said that he hates Grateful Dead dancing hippies. That's not true. I am a dancing hippie. I just don't like jam bands. I'd rather be a dancing hippie at a Black Sabbath concert than a fucking like fish concert. Structure. Yeah, I like some. Shru- I like nice eight-minute-long songs tops. Okay, eight <laughs> minutes or shorter. That sounds progressive. Three to eight minutes. Okay, four I'd minutes. Say four minutes max. Dude. Five minutes max. Eight minutes tops, four. dude. You That's... ever hear "Stairway to Heaven"? It's seven minutes long, dude. Okay, I guess you're right. Come on, dude. A little Mark... bit of fucking lead. A little so bit that, of counts, that. that structure is very advanced, so it can reach seven minutes. See that? For the podcast listeners who can't see this, this is a Led Zeppelin patch right here. Nice feather, feather patch. Yep. Looks like a nice one feather. A nice cyan. So what do they do with the gold? Well, they fucking, uh, gold, they like we it. said at the top of the podcast, is multiple uses, but one thing that they allegedly do is oh, they put it in their atmosphere to help block oh, and yes, reflect. I heard that. Yeah, from me. I probably said it 30 times. That's what we got to do now because our ozone. Yeah, exactly. It reflects the ultraviolet Sun. sunlight. So their planet's atmosphere is fucked probably from years of being resource gatherers and they need to to venture off to other planets to get more resources. So now they bring that shit back to their home base because they're probably spiritually connected to their planet 
Wow. That's what a lot of people don't understand is like we're spiritually connected to our planet. We can't just all jump on Elon Musk's party boat and sail off to Mars because then we're all become, becoming subhuman fucking cyborgs and him and his little girlfriend who does this EDM music, they're going to run Mars, but dude. But dude, Elon, Elon Musk, uh, he resigned from SpaceX, bro. Yeah, all right. That's just a cover story, bro. He resigned from SpaceX, and then probably so he can be part of some secret organization with Joe Rogan and go fucking light flamethrowers and smoke backwards. You didn't see what happened on Joe Rogan's podcast? I saw the whole podcast, so what are you talking about? I'm talking about how Elon Musk got lost some money because of that. Blunt smoking. Yeah, I remember that. And then the CIA was like, listen, Elon, that was cute and all, but we need you and Joe to head this new operation. And Elon was like, yeah, baby, I love it. Which is the head of what? What did they put Joe Rogan the head of? Dude. They're fucking uh, child fighting ring, dude. <laughs> oh, he's the commentator? <laughs> is yep. he the commentator? Yep, dude. It's a uh, child fighting ring. Yeah, dude, they're fighting children. Sorry, Joe Rogan, if you're hearing this, I don't really mean that. <laughs> Joe Rogan was got better things to do, bro. He's talking to Kelly Slater, professional surfer, talking to guys like that, okay? <laughs> he talked to Dale Earnhardt Jr. last week on his podcast, and that was fucking cool because I hate NASCAR, but he was a legitimately cool guy. NASCAR is one of the best sports Insert sound effect of a big buzzer going. <laughs> you really believe that? Yeah. Do you really believe that? Uh, I think so. It's one of the only sports you can bring your own alcohol into. What the hell are you talking about? You can bring your own beer to any hockey game in Canada, dude. In Canada. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what the fuck are you talking uh, dude, about? That's because we live in a liberal prison complex. <laughs> First of all, and, uh, every baseball stadium has 3,000 drunk people in it, so I don't think we need yeah, any more bring, alcohol I mean, there. Yeah, you can bring your alcohol to the parking lot. Yeah, dude, what do you there. think tailgating culture is all about, dude? It's literally all based on that one rule of not bringing your own beer. They're like, we can't bring our own beer, we're going to drink it here. <laughs> what do you mean? We're going to drink it right here. <laughs> they, they right all- in the lot. Yeah, it was literally it, the first time this law came out where you couldn't bring your own beer. All the people who brought their own beer just got pushed to like the side, and they all just pulled up until they were like, "Let's tailgate! Pull your cars up! Everybody brought their own beer. We're having our own party right here." <laughs> and that Come was, on, let's shotgun this. That's the birth of uh, tailgating. And you know what? We're fucking assholes because we're from Connecticut, dude. We're not rednecks. We're not southern people. Any more dangerous ideas? That is a dangerous idea. Making fun of people from the south. Some of the nicest people on the planet are from the south of the United States. And we're making fun of them. Because you said NASCAR's cool. Give me a fucking break, dude. You thought so, though. Huh? You said because you could bring your own beer. Yeah. And when we started making fun of tailgating, like, who do we think we are, right? I tailgated when I was a kid with my mom at a Yale Bowl. And Yale a sucks. Yale Bowl. And Yale sucks, dude. That's Fucking like. Who cares? I care, bro. 
Who All right. cares? No one who cares. All right. <laughs> who are you, dude? Nah, not, that, not about your story. All right. Like, who fucking cares if we just fucking... Get smashed, shit dude. Fucking dirty Get shredded, dude. Make sure... Hey. There's a lot of nice people in the South, okay? Dirty rednecks. Watch your tone. This has been... Uh, Watch your tone, Loke. <laughs> this has been Mark's Dangerous Ideas. Uh, remember to tune in next week where Mark eats bark. That's whoa, right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That is we not just finished just rolling rhyme. the second blunt of truth, okay? We got at least 15 more uh, minutes on this bitch. All right, 15 more minutes and then Mark eats bark. Yes, okay. It's fucking November 11th. Mark, why are you eating bark? I gotta get some bark before the fucking trees freeze. Tell everyone why you're eating bark. I lost the veggie challenge. Why'd you lose? Because I was ate the <laughs> I ate the least amount of fruits and veggies. Jay and Chris ate more fruits and veggies than me, so my punishment is that I have to eat bark. <laughs> no, we didn't. Come, who came up with that? That, that though. Who came up with that? Because I, did. I didn't come up with that. <laughs> I did. It's not fun. You didn't have to. <laughs> well, I'm going to have commitment, okay? All right. So they call me Mark you... the Splinter Steves. How... This, this is a dangerous a splinter idea. Splinter stomach. How are you going to eat this bark? Do you have a plan yet? Yeah, I'm going to saute it. I'm going to saute it with Broccoli Rob. He's my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> me and Broccoli Rob are going to get in the kitchen. He said he's got two chef hats. Why do hats. they call him Broccoli Rob? Dude, he's a chef, okay? Okay, he just like really, he, like most of his dishes, broccoli's the main. This sounds like an in. episode of The Office, Mark. No, dude, he's a chef, and he said he had two chef hats, and I want to keep my hair out of my dish, okay? So I needed a chef hat. I'm usually hanging around with, like, Pepperoni Pat. <laughs> dude, Pepperoni Pat sounds like you made him up. So, why don't you? Wow, okay. Why don't you get? I mean, it's, why don't you go get? He goes, sal to, he goes to the gas station, gets a dollar sixty nine worth of mild pepperoni. Like, oh really? <laughs> why don't you go hang out with Salami Sal then? While you're at it. So you're gonna eat bark. That sounds good, and you're gonna saute it with broccoli, Rob, your best friend. Yeah. <laughs> Sacrifices, man. And it's gonna be broccoli, Sacrifices. Rob, and bark. That's what this podcast is about. Salad. No, it's gonna be uh, a bark and asparagus. You just said broccoli rob. No, no asparagus. That's my co-chef. <laughs> Spelled R O B, bro. Not rabies. I'm not eating broccoli rabies, okay? <laughs> broccoli rob. It's gonna be him and his friend asparagus. Robert and asparagus. <laughs> yeah, asparagus, bro. Asparagus. <laughs> There's like three of them. He's the spare. Oh, man. <laughs> and are you going to chop up? Or are you going to grate bark? Is it going to be a fine powder or like some chunks? A little bit of Parmesan. No, we're, <laughs> we're going to turn it into noodles. You're going to turn... Wait, what? You're going to saute bark noodles? Yep. Cut them into thin strips. <coughs> I'm not just going to eat wood pulp. I'm just gonna shave it up into a pulp. You could like grind it into a powder. Survival food. I'm gonna make it into a yogurt gristle. So does the Anunnaki have anything to do with uh, Grits destroying and our like what we had to do with the first episode and destroying our food system and our food? Yeah, chain? dude, because they don't want us to be powerful. They so like, what do we gotta eat? Feed us slop. 
I would just go on the Joe Rogan diet. So if I had a child and I homeschooled it and told it, never drink fluoride water. Right. That'd be a bad idea. And never use fluoride toothpaste. Nope. Then nothing will calcify my child's pineal gland, right? It's too late, bro. How is it? It's too late even if I birth a child? I won't birth it. At this point, dude, you're better off just letting them get brainwashed so they have a chance at becoming... Absorbed into the AI. What? Yeah. What did you say? So at this point in time, you have better have a better chance of letting them get brainwashed, so they have a chance of getting absorbed into. Why the, wouldn't my strategy work? Because the AI is just gonna sift them out. <coughs> what does that even mean? It's gonna kill everybody who has power, <laughs> and it's gonna keep only the subhumans alive. So That's it's just gonna idea. it's gonna kill kill what my toddler. <laughs> No, it's gonna take anybody My who has. With it's gonna take. Dying. It's gonna take any alpha males and any alpha females I'm with primary DNA. Who is gonna kill all the alpha males and all the alpha females with all the good DNA, and it's gonna leave only the subhuman that are you know easily manipulated, and they're all gonna be plugged into this virtual world where they're just like. Have this when is thing. this gonna happen? It's just like gonna be years? like a flashlight attached to your cock or like a, a dildo. <laughs> Gyrating like a dildo in your pussy, yeah, and you're gonna have like a feeding tube. Bad, you're gonna have a feeding tube and you're gonna have like a nose insert so you can smell fantasy smells. That's way better than then, working. Yeah, except you're gonna be a fucking <laughs> battery for a machine, bro. You're gonna be a living battery. Like the Like a hamster on when a wheel. What is that? In ten in ten that's years? basically the plot of the Matrix right there. Happen, you're no, in about like, I, I 683 months. That's a long time. That's a like, couple, couple, couple decades. decades. Yeah. Do the math. Why 683 months? Divided by 12. I can't do that off the top of my head. It's not an even number, though. No, but that seriously is like the plot of the Matrix. Yeah, but... What does that have to do with not feeding my fucking kid fluoride and fluoride, having them use fluoride toothpaste? No, you should do that, bro, if you want them to have a fighting chance. Like, what other things calcify your penile gland besides fluoride? Let's look it up. I know fluoride's a big one. I think a shitty diet is also, like, is bad for it, too, but I think fluoride's one of those... Main, main things. I still use fluoride toothpaste. I don't. I told my dentist I don't either, and she was like, you know I'm going to disagree with you on that, right? And I was like, yep. Okay. But I don't care. You can stop, stop taking calcium supplements and synthetic calcium. Avoid using non-stick cookware with PFOA and PFC. Eat organic whole foods. You can. Let's see. What else can you do? Did you calcify your pineal gland, bro? Yeah, but I think it's already to the point where, like, it's too calcified. Yeah. I mean. Nope, it's never too late. It's never too late. I mean, we're still early in our fucking. Lives. In our lives, yeah. To have discovered that information. That information wasn't readily available um, in the 1990s. We didn't even have, we just invented computers in the 1990s, pretty much. That, well, at least, um, 
the web, World Wide Web. Fluoride used in public water is a non-pharmaceutical grade synthetic material like hydrofluoric acid or sodium fluoride. These are toxic chemical byproducts of aluminum, steel, cement, and other manufacturing. Synthetic fluorides are also hazardous waste products of the phosphate fertilizer industry. Hydrofluoric acid is used to refine gasoline and to make products including air conditioners, freezers, computer screens, fluorescent light bulbs, plastics, and pesticides. And these fluoride chemicals are added in small doses to the majority of our water supply. Do not be fooled, folks. Fluorite in the mineral form of calcium fluoride is natural, but is not the same as what they put in our water supply, pesticides, or herbicides. Mm. <clears throat> so there's many things you got to watch out for. You want to decalcify that nut. Yeah, you gotta reduce your chlorine consumption because chlorine is basically the same thing. So, so never go swimming in a swimming pool. Nope. Sounds and good. Don't, disgusting. And anyway. don't take calcium supplements that are synthetic calcium based. I don't take any supplements. Well, I do. Why? I take testosterone X so I can be the best man I need to be. <laughs> <laughs> you also take Samurai Zen when he needs to get hard at night. <laughs> Samurai Zen. Samurai Zen. Dude. Where, where, from the Getty? Yeah. Look at this one. <laughs> Bro, I'm about to risk it all and fail No no, no Nut November again. <laughs> and that was another episode of the Bud Triangle. Thank you for tuning in to Mark's Dangerous Ideas. Oh, Come yeah. back for the next episode. Who the hell was that guy? <laughs> Anyways, I'm glad you guys stuck around this long because the Bud Triangle, you know, we're just having fun over here, just recording, smoking some reefer, listening to some stuff. So uh, thanks for tuning in and listen to our next podcast and be sure to send us a message. And if we like your message, then we're going to read it on our next podcast. So uh, that's that. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great triangular day. Good night.